Well, hi there. Welcome to another episode of the Hillbrick CTE podcast. My name is Bill Selleck. I am Director of Technology and... I am Annie Makala, the Director of the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship. Yeah, you are. Yeah. How are you, Annie? I'm doing well. How are you, Bill? I am good. It is December. And you know what that means? That means it's holiday time. It does. Yeah. Yay. Um, So family means holidays. Holidays means in America, presents, gifts, gifts. spending money. And that's what we're talking about now. Yeah. The gift guide. That's right. And you know, this episode is going to be, we're going to diverge a little bit from our pillars, although you will notice all of these pillars play key roles and what we're going to talk about. But this is an opportunity for us to share with our larger community ways that you can engage with the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship um, and bring this work to your home and to the way that you are um, sharing with your children and other members of your family. Cool. Let's jump on in. So what what gifts, what do we buy? Do you have a list of stuff to buy? I do. So last year in our elective class, we created a holiday gift guide. Uh, so last year in our social entrepreneurship elective class, we designed a holiday shopping guide. And it was a way for students to both see the ability to name when they meet, when they find an entrepreneur that is doing really good work, whether that's specifically for the planet, for people. Oftentimes it, it is for both. And we um, love that intersection. That's the sweet spot of social entrepreneurship. Um, And it gave them some agency and ownership over understanding what it means when we keep saying your dollar is a vote, your dollar is a vote, your dollar is a vote. Um, And it was really fun. They each had the opportunity to nominate two companies that they wanted to see show up in the holiday shopping guide. And then we voted on the final group and we ended up with about 30 companies that we featured um, alongside some quotes from students about why they chose these companies. Um, and it spanned everything from, you know, we have a really cool company called Strawsum, which is um, reusable straws so that we're not damaging the oceans and our environment. So we- it's like straws plus awesome together. Yeah. yeah. And that was fun, you know, and it's an affordable, it's a great stocking stuffer. It's a great present topper. Um, and just a nod to like, we as a family care about the environment and we're going to take our own strides to, um, do things at home that will help support that value. Then we had big ticket items. You know, we had, um, of course the, the one that, that both adults and children always go to is Patagonia. Um, but even on the Patagonia website, you can feel really good about small purchases, big purchases, knowing that they're a company that really um, values quality over quantity. They've done some amazing stuff. You know, I'm sure people have seen on Black Friday, it's an opt-out side day. So they donate all of their sales to environmental causes. Um, and they really encourage you to repair your, your clothing, your coats, your boots, instead of, um, buying new, which is not often a message that we hear from companies that thrive on selling new things. Yeah, no, that sounds like a super not normal thing for a company that is selling stuff to say, Hey, don't buy more stuff from us. Repair the stuff that you already bought from us. Right. And we'll work with you. We'll, you know, travel the country with a repair shop and, you know, join us there. I'm do they do that? <laughs> they do. They do. I went to my first one when I was in college in Burlington, Vermont, um, and you can bring all sorts of different, you know, if your zipper's broken, if you need a patch. Um, so check out, yeah, check out the repair shop. Actually, our Reach Beyond block two years ago, the ethical fashion Reach Beyond block um, was part of exploring that value within Patagonia. So they interviewed Patagonia employees about um, the repair reward shop and learned more about that process and why it matters so much to their company. Quick tangent. So we're building the hub. Yes. I was actually looking at my notes. I have one Google Doc 
from every meeting regarding the hub. That's it awesome. goes back to 2016. So this is now the fourth year of notes in that Google Doc and looking at some of the earlier things. Um, and we've, this isn't just like, oh, makerspaces are cool and trendy. Let's build a new makerspace. You know, we've been really thoughtful about what we're doing and what needs we need to fill. And one thing that has come up more than once is actually having a place in the hub where you can fix things, right? So it's yes. most simple. It's going to be just a sewing machine, fix the seam, fix the knee, whatever the thing. Um, but I think that there's really going to be a place where people can actually, what's the thing called from Patagonia? It's the reworn shop. Nice. So like our own version yeah. was the Hillbrook reworn shop. Yeah. Yeah. And students actually on that reach beyond week named that several times of like, we need this on campus. Yeah. Um, that was really cool to hear. And it's, you know, we've had lots of conversations about the combination of helping students feel empowered to fix and make. Yes. Um, but also, you know, it's a, it's a place of pride and community when you can say like, Oh, I've had this for 15 years. Yes. Um, I love that, that, that trend in fashion is coming back. Absolutely. I have one little story about that. I have a t-shirt from when I was, I think it was a senior in high school, outdoor ed. And I was helping out with whatever the fifth graders. And I was a senior in high school that was like the cabin leader. And we had these hideous shirts that were like bright yellow and purple and orange and said, outdoor science school, outdoor education. Um, and I, we had to wear it that day, but they were just so bad. But I, I remember I'm like, I'm not going to throw this shirt away. This was before we made shirts for everything and just became like this crazy thing Yep. and kept it in my closet. And then after college, I looked at it and was, you know, kind of moving out of that, you know, the closet I grew up in and was like, this shirt's actually kind of cool now. And, uh, so this was like 2002 was working at a punk rock studio, orange whip and, uh, the Ataris. Do you remember them? Yes, I do. So, you know, was, was helping out on one of their albums The the singer, Chris was like, Hey, like that shirt's awesome. Did you buy that <laughs> at, uh, what's the, some of the trendy stores, like anthropology or something. Yeah. Or the, urban outfitters. Yeah. He was like, Oh, is that an urban outfitter shirt? And I was like, no. He's like, where'd you get that shirt? That's a cool shirt. I, I, I looked down and I was like, I got it at outdoor ed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So just the ability to, yeah. to keep things. And I still have that shirt. And now that shirt is 24 years old. It's amazing. Right. I think the biggest fight my mom and my brother have ever gotten in was about a t-shirt that my mom threw out that was like literally in rags. Um, but it was one of my brother's like first soccer t-shirts from a tournament Yeah, and she just didn't know. And you know, it was like, you cannot wear this. It's just got holes everywhere. And he was like, you don't understand. It's the perfect softness of cotton. Oh, that's fantastic. And so, you know, I think about that a lot because I think a debate that I often get in with, with friends when I start talking about, um, the impact of fashion, because you know, it's one thing to say, okay, we're not going to use plastic straws. It's a great step forward, but I think there's also a side of social entrepreneurship and one of our pillars is systems. And so we're trying to look at the larger system. Um, and one of the major, major impacts on our environment right now is fast fashion, the fashion industry, whether it's the dyes, whether it's the labor, whether it's the, you know, transportation, um, the growing practices, this is a, this is a, uh, an industry that we really need to pay attention to. Um, and we all play a role in this because we all wear clothing. We do. Yeah. It's an important part of our lives. And even with those old shirts, being able to turn them into like a little toss pillow or a throw pillow is what they're called. Yeah. Or, um, you know, like a t-shirt quilt. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of pretty simple things you can do. So if you're trying to get into the, the whole idea of what's it called? Reworn. Yeah. Reworn. Right. The whole idea of reworn and kind of upcycling and keeping clothing 
and fabric longer, yep. you know, that this is, this might be kind of that, that gateway for you into, you know, how do you actually sew or like mend a thing? That's right. And I think, you know, there are, um, really healthy debates going on. A lot of companies, you know, anytime you see something become, um, a trend within a small group of companies. So Patagonia, um, you know, we should just name it has become incredibly trendy and I've spent time, um, with their CEO who has made incredible strides and their company has always been rooted in deep values of, you know, impact on planet and thinking about, um, their role in the larger fashion industry alongside, I should also name alongside Eileen Fisher. Um, both of those companies have been really the leaders of understanding the impact of the environment. Um, sorry, the impact of the fashion industry on the environment. But I also, I also want to name, it's not, you know, we're not perfect yet within these companies. And there's a lot of, you know, Zara, there's an article right now about Zara's ethical fashion line. And is it really ethical? And what are, you know, the conscious, the conscious consumer, like, what does that actually mean? Are we just greenwashing an industry and putting a fancy label on it? And I do think that that's something to pay attention to. And it's something that I really try hard to empower our students to ask the tough questions. Um, but I do think what it is doing is driving, um, this kind of thinking about consumerism into all different aspects and places of industry. So, you know, we talked in one episode about, um, was it method soap that you all had? There was yeah, a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even at target, you can find target. Yeah, benefit corporation, B Corp soaps. Exactly. And one of our students, you know, was talking yesterday about, um, a brand of shampoo and body wash that is focused on impact on the environment. Um, I think it's called love and beauty and you know, it's, it's affordable. And that is an important piece of this is we do not want the, um, conscious company style of ethical fashion to be elite. It should be, um, it should be applicable to anyone, no matter your budget. Right. So we, I feel like pretty quickly we zoomed to like 30,000 feet. And now if we zoom back down, what does that actually look like for buying presents? Right. So Patagonia can be on the list. Awesome straws, strawsome can be on the list. Um, are these just kind of ways to think about gifts now that we kind of have this framework built out? I think yeah, it's definitely like a way to think about gifts. I also think my mom has has done this forever, um, where she's written a pun or a note on our gifts. And we've really tried to, um, in our later years, like choose a few things that you really love and, and make the holidays less about gift giving and more about being together. Um, and so it's been a fun way, like instead of the whole impetus, and I know with, with young children, this is harder, but if you, um, you know, if you can write a note on a present or, you know, write a secret note from someone about what that gift is about. So if you're going to give a pair of Bombas socks, write a little note about the company Bombas and, you know, share that story as the person is opening the gift. Um, the way we would work around our Christmas tree growing up and even into adulthood, you know, to Annie is a Patagonia jacket and it could be from, and, uh, that episode of, uh, was it Robert and Landon? Yes. They, they interviewed... Uh, Vincent Stanley. Right. He's the director of philanthropy at Patagonia. Exactly. And so it would be to Annie from Vincent Stanley. And you'd be like, what is that? And then you're like, Google it real quick. And you're like, the director of philanthropy at Patagonia. What? That's awesome. That's a great suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, Keep people, keep people guessing. Yes. And then on the inside, you have that, you know, kind of one or two liner where you can share what matters to you, why you bought it. 
That's awesome. I think any, you know, and without, you know, we don't want to overstate that, you know, gift giving is also fun and we want to, we want to maintain the joy and, you know, it should be driven by what people are in need of. And, and, you know, some part of that is what they want as well. Sure. But I've found that it's actually, you know, the more we introduce sustainable fashion and the more we start talking about things like B corporations and fair trade companies, they deeply resonate with students. They love the idea of, Hey, I can wear something that is really looks good. I feel comfortable in, but also know that like, Oh, it also aligns with the values that I care about. Yeah. And that also gives students a way to actually like have more agency. That's right. right. Like you have to buy clothes for kids. For sure. Instead of just saying, what do you want? Do you want the unicorn or the rainbow? Yeah. To be like, actually, let's look at these companies and see what they're doing and, and what matters to you. That's right. And even, you know, small changes. One of the many things that you buy throughout the holidays, you know, if you can be conscious about it being a woman-owned business or being from a B corporation or being from a local business, you know, we talk a lot about the importance of supporting your local bookstores. Hicklebee's, shout out to Hicklebee's, our favorite um, Willow Glen bookstore. I try my hardest to, to shop there. It's not always possible, um, but when I can, I, I really want to do my part in um, supporting that local bookstore. Right, and I even noticed on Amazon, which is not a local bookstore <laughs> anymore, yep. um, there's a filter, I don't know on all accounts, but at least the business account, where you can filter by woman-owned business. That's so cool. Something to that effect. So they're, they're beginning to listen and realize that people are voting with their dollars elsewhere and actually building in filters where you can still give money. It's still, you know, through Amazon, but you know, it can go to a company. That's right. And you know, you'll notice in our shopping guide last year, Starbucks was one of the companies that made the cut. And we had a really healthy debate about, you know, do we put a company like Starbucks on there? And, And the student presenting it was like, Hey, you know, they're paying for college education for their employees. They've removed straws as a possibility. And you know, their lids, they're, looking at the opportunity to invest in fair trade coffee. So this is a company that's making change at scale. Could they be doing a lot more? Absolutely. Um, but they are, they are moving in the right direction and they will be part of the movement. And, and, you know, we don't want, um, to make this so difficult for people when they're shopping that, um, there's only one option. I think anytime I'm talking to someone, what I try, what I try to share is like, there is an entry point for you. It might be something really small, something you can find at Target, something you can find on Amazon. Um, it might just be taking um, a walk in your local downtown area and finding companies that are um, you know, selling really unique items but are also owned by a woman or owned by a person of color or owned you know, by somebody who's been in the community for a long time and is looking for that community to support him or her. Yeah, so I think we have our own gift guides. I have one that I'm going to just shout out yeah that that's kind of tangential but it it's the the hey director of technology what do i buy for my kids good right? one but um let's actually just do that now cool so andy losick stem teacher q member if you know nothing about q c-u-e dot org at tech organization in california uh q actually shared it out it's andy's 2009 holiday gift guide oh nice so um I don't know how much this does or does not overlap with actually sustainable companies, but they are some pretty cool tech gifts for kids that aren't just play with the thing. Just play with the thing and learn about engineering, learn more about math. That's awesome. Right? All those types of things. So we'll throw those in the show notes. You can also just Google Andy Losick, L-O-S-I-K, 
STEM, and you'll find his gift guide pretty quickly. Um, the one that is not on there that I would add that we've been supporting really from the get-go at Hillbrook is Piper. Oh, nice. Yeah, right? Piper's great. Those, It's a little Raspberry Pi computer, but then it's also laser-cut um, kind of finger joints. So if you hold your fingers out and interlock them at a 90-degree angle, those are finger joints. You, that's how you can build a box from a flat piece of wood yep. using a laser cutter. So they laser cut all of their items and you build, you physically build your own wooden box and then you have you know little screws and you put together your own computer, little monitor, little battery pack. Um, the cool thing though is that it walks you through how to build it and then it walks you through the steps visually. It's like their own Minecraft mod, nice, which is really cool. And you don't get a forward button. You put two wires together and they touch. Oh, that's so cool. And when they touch, you go forward. And you're like, go forward, go forward. And the only thing he can do is go forward because that's the only um, wiring you have. Yeah. And then eventually the kids are like, this is annoying. I wish I could just push the forward button. (laughs) Right? But there is no forward button. And so eventually you put those two together and then you push a little button on it on a breadboard, which is like that computery electronic thing with all the holes in it, teeny tiny holes. Yep. And then it's like wire, wire, button. And so when you push the button, it's the same thing as holding the wires together. Oh, that's awesome. And they're like, oh, that's what a button is. That's also a you know, similar idea of like a light switch. Yep. Right? And so you you build this through the game. And then when you're done with it, you can keep playing that kind of the Piper games and learn about kind of coding and all that kind of stuff. You've also built a computer, which is a Raspberry Pi. You can also just quit the Piper app. Okay. And you just have a portable Raspberry Pi computer. Oh, great suggestion. Which is really cool because normally you need a mouse, right. a keyboard, a monitor, and then you connect the Raspberry Pi to that. That's kind of annoying. Yeah. But to have, I mean, it's much taller than a laptop. It's kind of like a big tissue box okay. size is the closest thing you could visualize. Uh, but it's a portable computer. It's a portable Raspberry Pi. Nice. And then you can do all the Raspberry Pi stuff aside from that once you've built the Piper that's awesome. Yeah. These are great suggestions. Yeah. So that's the one I would add. Also, Andy Losick's holiday guide. There's like some building blocks. Cool. There's a bunch of like paper airplane upgrade things. So check that out. That is my answer this year for what do I get for my kids? Do we just buy another drone? Do we, do, you know, like, right. no, no, no. There's some really cool stuff that actually dives into engineering. That's awesome. Yeah. Great suggestions. So I'll highlight a few. Um, Some are new this year. Some are repeats from our holiday guide last year that we just think are so awesome. Um, And it's worth naming. Lots of different people had influence over this holiday guide. We had students giving us ideas, faculty members, community members. um, And this is an open invitation at any point to share companies that you're finding out in the world that really matter to you. um, Because we're constantly keeping a long list of, um, of these companies. So One this year that um, really matters to me, it's called Confluent Goods, and it's started by friends of mine. Um, And these are flax towels and adventure towels. And they, I think just today, actually launched a sweatshirt, but they are completely plastic-free and they are dyed with avocado pits. So it's both kind of the like artistic side. Um, It's my friend Reese and his wife, Alex. They live in Boise, Idaho. Um, And so they're also really interested in the small business world. They um, are part of 1% for the planet and thinking deeply about, you know, they're, bi- they're big surfers. They spend a lot of time outdoors. They, they ski, they snowboard. Um, and so they are deeply invested in this adventure world. And because of that, they're also deeply invested in preserving our, our planet. Nice. Um, Did you say adventure towel? 
Yes. What's an adventure towel? It's a towel that you can use um, that is that is in line with all the adventures that you'd be doing. So this specific towel dries really quickly. Um, it's not going to feel like a fluffy cotton towel, but if you're going surfing, you know, you can take it. It's also a specific size that it's big enough, like you can wrap it around you and change. You can, um, you know, lay it out and lie on the beach on it. So it serves multi-purposes, many, many purposes. Um, within the adventure outdoor world. So if you're going on an adventure, you better have this towel. Um, so that's a fun one to feature. One that Ronnie introduced me to recently is called Gooder G O O D R. And it is, um, it's a sunglass company and it's owned by a woman. So one of the things that we asked our students, um, and Wifty to do is nominate a few women-owned businesses because we know um, that they have a hard time often getting the initial investment that they need, um, but they also can have a hard time getting the publicity that they deserve. So um, Gooder was started by Jasmine Crow, and um, you should check it out. It's a really cool company. Ronnie also shared uh, Glossier, which is a makeup company, and it is um, their CEO and founder, Emily Weiss, is a woman. And so that's a great connection as well. Glossier, just like it sounds. G L O S S I E R. Wow, look at that. It has the E R. It does. The E R has been hard to find ever since Flickr got rid of the E R. Ooh, yeah, that was a big move in right. the tech world. It was, but it's back with Glossier. What else you got for us, Annie? I think the art team, Ken, will, Ken and Laura, will appreciate this. Um, we found some eco friendly paint kits. It's called Natural Earth Paint. And these are paints that are um, that come from natural parts of our world, so that natural dyes, um, and they they create really cool colors. Um, but then it's a great way to paint something that is that color in the natural world, and have all these additional challenges that are tied to where that paint comes from. Oh, that's pretty cool. So if you're painting like red rocks, exactly, you could actually use conceivably the red rocks to paint the red rocks. Yeah. And you know, similar to confluent goods, like avocado pits are beautiful paint color. They're kind of a subtle, it's a, this beautiful subtle color, but it's a reminder, um, that, you know, and, and really, um, many years ago people were, this is how the world worked. And right. Indigenous communities, um, were really the leaders of all of this. And, and so we have a lot to learn and to contribute, um, as we move forward. But this is rooted in what is good for the planet is good for the people. I love it. Um, another, you know, probably less fun one, but one that is a great stocking, uh, stocking stuffer is called lunch skins. And these are recyclable and sealable paper sandwich bags. Um, and you know, so they, instead of using plastic bags and which kids throw it away every day, this is a reusable bag and it seals. So it actually keeps your food, um, really fresh and then you just bring it home. Nice, I like that. Okay, well, I can't ever share a shopping guide without talking about two companies. Um, one is Cotopaxi, and they are both a B Corp and they contribute to 1% for the planet. Um, the student that nominated them, this is, you know, their logo is Gear for Good. So Cotopaxi, Gear for Good. How do we spell Cotopaxi? C-O-T-O-P-A-X-I. Cotopaxi, yeah. got it. And um, what he said is they make sustainable, environmentally friendly outdoor gear and they're a B Corporation and have randomly chosen free experiences for employees and customers to go on in nature. I love the colors on their backpacks and jackets. 
So it's, you know, similar to Patagonia in a lot of ways that they're really trying to connect the idea that you're often wearing this kind of gear in the outdoors. And so how do you use this company's power and your, your vote with your dollar, um, to support preservation of our planet? Nice. I love that even though Patagonia is becoming trendy, it feels like they're beginning to be almost a model That's right. for what companies can actually do. Yeah, that's true. You know, one, another company that has deeply resonated with our faculty and students over the years and become a point of pride um, when lower school kids see upper, uh, upper school students is this Four Oceans bracelet. The number four, right? Four, yes. yep, number four ocean. Um, and it removes plastic from the ocean and creates these really beautiful beads. Um, and so they have all different colors of this, of these bracelets. Um, and many, many students at Hillbrook are wearing it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's also, I learned about that actually on this podcast. Yes. Some of our eighth graders last year, and we, we can throw this in the show notes. If you've been listening for a while, you're like, oh my gosh, I know that. Yeah. Maybe not in that voice. Maybe, oh, I know that. Oh, that was Whoa, cool. That was super cool. Anyway, <laughs> um, some students actually introduced that to me and that was that was connected with our series around the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. That's right. Um, you know, one that I often also talk about because I think it's a combination of a lot of things that are really important, and it's um, also a former classmate of mine. Shout out to Middlebury College and their social entrepreneurship program, which has produced incredible companies, many of which are women-owned. Um, but this company is called Sword and Plow, and they reuse old military equipment, which is known to be really durable, Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, doesn't break down as easily. So can be, can be really hard on the environment. Um, and they create these beautiful bags and dock kits and hats, um, using that old military equipment and they employ, um, veterans and they donate to causes that are connected to supportive veterans. Oh, that's really cool. That actually reminds me of my wallet. Oh, nice. Rare form. Okay. Spelled just like it sounds. Um, they make wallets out of old billboard signs. Oh, cool. And so you get these really cool patterns, right? If you imagine even just a few letters, right? They're so, so big that an entire wallet could be just part of a letter. So you get these really cool designs that, um, that you would never know unless you actually talked about it like I'm doing now. That's super cool. And yeah, you know, I mean, Sword and Plow is a great example. Emily Nunez, who is the co-founder, along with her sister, was ROTC at Middlebury um, and really feels deeply connected to both the entrepreneurial community, um, but also the veteran and military community of our country. That's so cool. I love that. Okay. Do I have time for two more? Yeah, let's do two more. Okay. Well, what I would say, maybe I'll give categories. I think Um, important to always, we've talked about this, look for the B, look for the B corporations. They've gone through a rigorous process to get that B on the back of their product. You can feel really confident that it is hard to get a score of 80 out of 200, which means if you're doing everything legally right, you're starting at zero. So you have to do 80 additional things that are good for people, planet, um, you know, governance of your company, all of these important aspects that we're looking at when we're talking about social entrepreneurship B corporations are digging into. And when you say look for the B, it's the letter B. It has a circle around it, if I remember correctly. And that's it. It's just, it's simple. It's B with a circle. Yep. It says certified, capital B. It's within a circle, corporation. There we go. And it's oftentimes on the back. Um, But you can also go to their website and look up, you know, all the different B corporations. And if you want to uh, support them online, that works too. Um, And then fair trade is another one we often try to highlight and that is, um, there are a couple different symbols, equal exchange. There's a lot of, um, different ways that people are naming this. 
Rainforest Alliance, anything that has gone through a certification process just means that you know people are working together to be sure that the sustainability of this product, the treatment of the employees, um, is a priority of the company. And you can find fair trade products at Costco. You can find them at Whole Foods. You can find them at most grocery stores, including Target. Um, so that's a great way to even just say, okay, I can't do a lot, but today I can do one thing um, to shift my shopping patterns a little bit. Yeah, I love that. And that makes it doable for everybody, which is what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. The last one that I would share um, is one we've also talked a lot about, but it is um, what I say, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, and it's along with some research that, that was shared at the Aspen Ideas Festival talks about how important it is for children to feel empowered to make a difference in their community. Um, so this would be a gift of a Kiva loan. And you can actually give a Kiva loan certificate to your children, to a grandparent, to a you know an aunt or uncle, a cousin. And it gives them, it's a minimum of $25, but it allows them to go on the website choose an entrepreneur that they want to loan to. So it's not a donation, mm-hmm. it's a loan. Um, and you know, you have great conversations about how you would make that choice of who you're going to loan to. And then throughout the year, they see that loan repayment come through and they can reloan to different entrepreneurs. So it's like a gift certificate, but a loan for someone else through Kiva. Exactly. Yeah. You get kind of, it's like a, you can either do it online or they will actually send you a physical card. Um, and it says $25 towards, or, you know, you can do as much as you want. Um, but it's a really great way to engage children in the world of entrepreneurship, but within a specific lens. That's really cool. So it's, it actually, if you were to give this to a a student, one of your kids, niece or nephew or someone or cousin, it would, you would say like, Hey, here's a Kiva loan that you are able to give to someone. Yeah. Right. And then you actually sit down with them and they get to choose. It's not like a gift card that they buy for themselves. Right. They get to choose who they are loaning that money to. And the research around this is that that creates long-term happiness around the gift, that there's kind of this curve of happiness of like something um, that you get that gives you immediate happiness. But things like Kiva loans give you the opportunity to continue to engage with the gift, but also to feel really good about the impact that you're having. So cool. I also love that that's not, this is by the way, by far my favorite of all the things you've mentioned. It's not just, Hey, like I made a donation in your honor. Right. <laughs> Remember that on Seinfeld, the human fund. Yes. yes. <laughs> a donation has been made in your name to the human fund. <laughs> um, this is like a legit, like human fund. These like, are people they're in your community. You know, they do not have the same access to finance. Um, that many of us do, and it is important that we see them and we value um, the entrepreneurial spirit that they're bringing to, the, whether it's our community here in the United States or globally. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, I could see teachers doing this around the country with student clubs. Yep. You know, just twenty-five dollars to start, and who we're going to loan it to could be for you know any kid you know that's K twelve that is part of your family. It's not just here's a gift; it's here's something that you are going to loan to someone. And let's find out who you, who that's going to be. Yeah, right? it's a fun. It's definitely a fun conversation. That's really cool. And that's K I V A. K I V A. Yep. There's so many other great companies that we've featured. Um, such a fun activity. You know, even if you wanted to create your own family shopping guide, we'd love to see that. If you have ideas of companies we should be featuring, we want to hear those. Um, but you know, we know this is coming to you at the time when probably some of your crunch shopping is happening. So consider this an opportunity. Um, 
I've done some of the work for you. I'm excited to share this um, alongside many other student ideas and faculty contributions. That's awesome. So your gift guide will be in the show notes. It will. Andy Losick's EdTech STEM guide for gift buying 2019 and 18 will be in the show notes. And then this is an encouragement to also consider um, the different ways that you could wrap your presents sustainably, whether that be with um, cut up magazines instead of those like packing peanuts, um, whether it's wrapping things in a beautiful towel or a beautiful um, piece of fabric, or even just considering recyclable newspaper. Yeah. Trader Joe's bags inside out. Exactly. Yep. Things are happening, Bill. They are. It's exciting. It's really exciting. And every little bit counts. That's, you know, if you take nothing away from this message, what I would say is like, it's, it's been a journey for me and I still am navigating the ways in which I, I can make a change and ways that um, I hope to make a change in the future. Awesome. Well, thanks for podcasting. It's fun. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Happy holiday season. Happy holiday season.